Hey, what's up, everybody? Super excited and pumped to be here with you guys tonight. And I am with Pastor Dave and Pastor Angel. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, but as we jump in, Pastor Angel had a great topic for tonight. He uh, he really sets the calendar uh, for our discussions at our prayer meeting. And he wants to talk about the power of toxic words. That's right, toxic words, uh, which really a lot of people are asking us to do a 2.0 series on our toxic series from like two years ago. Maybe that'll come back. But I know that that is what was on Pastor Angel's heart. So I'm going to open with this. Uh, my daughter, Gabby, who's listening, she's on right now. When she was younger, like two, three years old, uh, she was the cutest little thing in the world. And every time she heard the word no, she would start crying. Honestly, she would cry the moment she heard the word no, because she associated it with a negative experience. And she had the cutest little cry in the world. Now, some of us are ugly criers. How many ugly criers do I have out there, right? I'm an ugly crier. Dave and Angel were all ugly criers. But Gabby, man, she was a pretty crier. And she was so cute. So like any good dad, what did I do? I would purposely say the word no just to see her cute little face. And she would cry. And then I would hug her and make her feel better, uh, not realizing what I was actually doing. You see, words have power. Your words and, and my words will either be a blessing or a curse to people. You see, here's a truth that, that, that is absolutely proven in the psychology world and in neurology, that if you vocalize negativity, your negativity, toxic words, even slightly, uh, even if you say the word no or hear the word no from someone, it actually releases stress chemicals in your brain and also in the brain of those who listen to you speak negatively. When we hear negativity, we experience increased anxiety, irritability, and it actually breaks trust in relationships. And this is how I can prove it to you. How many of you heard someone in your life speak badly, poorly, negatively, speak behind the back of someone else? And you sat there and heard it. What did you conclude? Well, if they're going to do that to them, they're probably going to do that to me. Negative thinking releases stress hormones, breaks down trust, and creates anxiety for us. Uh, our negative thinking folks, actually is killing us. It's hurting us in many ways. As a matter of fact, any form of negative rumination, what that is, is when we sit and we think about things over and over. Have you ever had a repetitive thought that just played out over and over in your head, such as I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, or maybe you're worrying, worrying about financial stability, you're worrying about your health, you're, you're anxious about COVID-19 and will I, will I get it? Well, when we do that, we actually stimulate the release of destructive neurochemicals in our brain and it act, it, it's actually double or double negative in children. The more negative thoughts you or they have, the more likely you will experience emotional turmoil in your life. Guys, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, but if you teach yourself and kids to think positively, your lives actually experience a turnaround. None of this is self-help stuff. Look, the answers don't come from within. It's actually the truth of the word of God. We're either going to speak death or we're going to speak life. We're going to speak truth, or we're going to speak lies. We're going to speak blessings, or you and I are going to speak curses. Man, they've even discovered it. If they put you under an MRI scanner, and they flash the word no on an index card before you, even for less than one second, you will suddenly release dozens of stress-producing hormones and neurotransmitters. 
these chemicals immediately will start to uh, negatively impact the way you think, uh, the way you process information, your logic, your reasoning, uh, language. Notice when some of you are stressed, you start cussing up a storm or you start swearing. Why? Stress, neurotransmitters, anxieties, it impacts your communication. How many of you, when you get mad, you feel like you can't speak or you get so mad, you feel like you don't know what to say or somehow you just see red? That's because of the neurotransmitters in your life. Toxic words and thoughts are literally making you and, and myself sick. And it's not God's will for your life. It's not God's will for my life. It's his desire to, for you to speak life so that you can experience life. Pastor Angel, tell us more about your thoughts when you brought this topic up. Yeah, thanks, Armando, for sharing that. That's great. Um, poor Gabby, though. Wow. I don't think you've got a lot of fans out there. Mm, if you didn't like that, you could say boo in the chat. <laughs> um, but that was a good, good story of how, um, of how you know, it, it does affect. Um, and when I was thinking about toxic words, I was thinking about, you know, I'll bring a story too. Uh, and I think I, I brought this once when I brought a sermon on, on my anger issues. And I remember uh, just playing uh, football with the guys, you know, just playing football. Uh, one of the guys, you know, long story short, one of the guys kind of got me upset because I didn't like Armando, how he tagged me. This wasn't even tackle mm. football. I just didn't like how he tagged me because, as you know, I'm not a very big guy. So, you know, you can push me and it may seem harder than it was because, you know, I'm a you know, thin guy. Uh, they didn't like the way he did it. And some toxic words came out, which I can't uh, possibly say on Facebook Live um, or I will be censored. Um, so, you know, just like you said right now, when you get angry, stressed, you swear and you say things you shouldn't say. Um, so, um, and that kind of messed up the relationship between me and, me and that individual. So what did I reflect when, it, uh, when, when thinking about that is that after you say things, once they leave your mouth, you can't get them back. Um, and toxic words, once they're out, no matter how much you try to maybe sweeten the deal or say, I really didn't mean that, or, you know, it doesn't bring the words that you say. So I think it's good to filter through your mind. And I know it's hard at the moment, try to filter what comes out your mouth because what, what you say can hurt other people more than what you think, um, as light as you think it might be. Those words can affect other people stronger and you might take it lightly. And you say, well, I didn't mean it that way. But, um, but sorry doesn't heal. The word sorry doesn't heal a person from the offense that they receive. Uh, so toxic words can um, bring um, bitterness, it can bring anger, it can bring a deep pain uh, because you never know what words you say could affect them based on other issues they have in their lives. Um, so you might open up a can of worms and you don't even know what you did. So I think that when I, when I said what I said, I wasn't thinking, I said it, and it affected that relationship. So toxic words can not only bring pain, it can break relationships, it can separate friendships, and sorry doesn't heal. Sorry doesn't bring people back together. And, you know, scripture says that your tongue has power to give life or death. So you got to be careful what you say because it can affect a person and, and in a sense of them taking those words with them. It may, those words sometimes are not affected in the moment. You know, I have, I have a nine-year-old son, Aaron, who always says when somebody says in school, well, they said this and whatever, it doesn't bother me. But we know it does. And he takes time to process. My son takes a long time to process things. And then later on, he'll admit, yeah, it did hurt me, dad. But, you know, um, so some people don't process right away. It takes time as they think about it. Um, so sometimes it might not happen in the moment, but that person will take it with them. So we, 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 we have to be careful that the person's not taking hurt with them. And you think everything's fine. Well, it's just a joke and you laugh it off. Okay. 
Um, so we have to be careful what we say to one another. I think our words should speak life, words of love and caring, uh, love of even in the midst of maybe a, a, a bad situation, try to not to make the situation worse with our words, but try to use our words wisely where we can bring uh, closure or bring uh, feelings or bring uh, clarity or truth where uh, you're not offending one another. And I think that that's uh, something that we should really, uh, really focus on in conversation. Yeah, let me stop you there, Pastor. And so I got a question for you. You said something pretty profound. You said, he, uh, sorry doesn't bring healing. Uh, but if I say I'm sorry, doesn't it bring forgiveness? What's the difference between bringing forgiveness and healing on the word sorry? I think, I think the word sorry is sometimes a, a quick reflect when you see what the other person, their reaction. It's not sincere. And I think that's what the person sees sometimes. And the person might be hurt by the fact of your insincerity. Not only did you hurt them verbally, but now you're being insincere. You're probably reacting, not, you're not being truthful in the sorry part. Um, and I think that the person feeling hurt, uh, sorry doesn't really change their feeling. I think that's not something that's mm. in their court now. They have mm -hmm. to deal with the offense. They, mm -hmm. they have to deal with the so, so what I hear you saying is that when we say something out of turn, something toxic, um, that we are responsible for how it lands on that other person and that we need to think before we speak. I think she, Susan just wrote that as well. Think before you speak. So, guys, uh, sometimes we rationalize and we say things like this is my house. I can speak how I want. Or maybe sometimes we say things like, hey, you know, I'm just going to speak my truth and you take it the way you will. But you and I are absolutely responsible for how it lands. And I think to your point, Pastor Angel, sorry doesn't bring healing. It may bring. So if you really mean it, it may bring forgiveness, certainly forgiveness with God. But what we say has an impact on people and ourselves and relationships. And sometimes your words might create damage that even forgiveness that you experience from God, that person still may be damaged. That damage still might last there, even though you're forgiven. Yeah. Pastor Dave, talk to me. I talk to yeah. I want to as as you guys are talking. This is really an intriguing conversation because I, even the whole the whole point about being sorry, saying sorry. You know, we could say sorry like sorry. You know, and that is really not what it's about. And actually, there's three parts to to a true sorrowful response to something that we've done. Number one, it's I'm sorry. Number two, um, I was wrong. And then number three, will you forgive me? You know, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Will you forgive me? And even in, in that, those simple things, even naming where you were wrong. And acknowledging and owning up to the fact that you were wrong in what you said or what you did. Uh, and so, you know, I think I think there I was wrong. It's an admitting. Well, that's an interesting place to freeze. He looks so angry right now. Inflicted upon him in their, in, in their life. What was that? You froze with an angry face. Oh, so I, <laughs> I tried to fill the awkward silence with a funny comment. Oh, oh Pastor Dave, I'm sorry to tell you that you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, Pastor Angels, you were talking. You know, you mentioned you mentioned the. Um... You mentioned something really profound earlier, Pastor Angel. Uh, quite profound. Do you remember what it was? <laughs> I don't know, but Dave is still thinking about it. He's thinking. He's got that face. <laughs> Guys, I don't know when he's going to come back. We really appreciate Pastor Dave. He's always a, man, such a man of wisdom. Pastor Dave, you froze again. We got nothing. I'm here. Can you hear me now? 
we can hear you now. I feel yeah. like the Verizon, the, the Verizon commercial, you know, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Um, a couple of years ago, you youngins, you don't even know what that's about, but anyway. Um, yeah. So, you know, we, we could uh, power of life and death in the tongue. I was saying, uh, and I think as you look at scripture, it's not only about our toxic words, but it's also about our, our, our life giving words, not only about our death, uh, demand death giving words, but our life giving words, because we could use our words either to, to, uh, to build up and to make someone better, or we can use our words to discourage, to tear them down and to make them bitter. We are responsible for how we respond to the people that are around us. That, and like you said, Armando, sometimes, you know, Pastor Armando, sometimes we end up saying things or hurting the people that are closest to us. And you know that you know the whole the old phrase familiarity breeds contempt. You know sometimes because we're so familiar with our spouses or with our children or with our friends that sometimes we'll say things that are hurtful and that really bring pain into their lives. And you know we have to acknowledge that and we have to say, hey, listen, I'm I'm sorry. I was wrong in saying that, and I realized how that has hurt you and how that has 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 t- torn you down. And I I apologize, and I ask, would you please forgive me? I I won't do that again by the grace of God. You know, yeah, Dave, you made me think of that uh, that that truth, right? Sometimes we're kinder to strangers than we are to those closest with mm. to us, and and that's actually a truth that uh, Dave you, you reminded me convicted me so many years ago. I think I had kind of a crash course with the Holy Spirit on that, and the Lord showed me that I absolutely speak more gentle, more kind, more patient with people that I'm less close to or strangers than I do people in my own home. Uh, and then I felt convicted, and I was like, God, why do I do that? Why do I treat people I don't know better than the people I do know and love so deeply and love me back? And and I thought, what a game changer. One or two things have to happen, either, you know, because I felt convicted. So either I'm going to be really, really mean to people I don't know so that I don't feel so bad about the people I do know, or I was going to come to uh, repentance on that. And I was going to make a lifelong commitment to speak nicer to the people closest to me than people that are strangers. The truth is, look, I fall on my face all the time. Just ask Joe Marie. Uh, Joe Marie can acknowledge that in the chat. I am by far a perfect speaker at home with my family, but I got to tell you, I am light years ahead of where I was years ago. God does an amazing work in our lives. And I had to, I had to ask God for forgiveness for that stronghold in my life and realize that, my, and this is what the Lord showed me. I don't forget, I was sitting on a train going somewhere in New York City And the Lord said to me, Armando, you are either going to be a blessing to your wife and kids or you are going to be a curse. What? Like the the Holy Spirit ministered that to me. And right away, you know what I thought, man, I don't want to be a curse. I want to be a blessing. Well, what is God? God is love. First John tells us that if we don't have love, we don't know God. And we, and to have perfect love, like God loves, we can't do that in our own strength. It brings, we need self-control. And according to Galatians chapter five, which I'm going to ask you to comment on a minute, one of you guys, uh, according to the way I understand Galatians chapter five is that self-control is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It actually doesn't come naturally to man. Uh, and, And that doesn't mean we can't control certain things. I think Without God in our depraved self, right, our degenerate life before we met Jesus, um, I can control myself as long as it's in my best interest. But the the type of self-control that it's talking about in Galatians 5 is like a godliness type of self-control where I can control my desires that are unholy, unrighteous through the power of the Holy Spirit, and I can bring control into relationships 
And I can choose through the power of the Spirit to be in obedience to God, even when my flesh rebels against it. So maybe you guys want to comment on that a little bit. I think that's such an important part, self-control, when we're talking about toxic words and, and our communication. So what I get from that is that the Holy Spirit keeps you in check, um, that you are able to um, have self-control in certain areas of your life that you might not have self-control. Each, each person individually has maybe things that they might need help with when it regards to self-control, whatever that may be. Um, so I, I believe that there's, like you said, there's certain things that we can keep in check because it's probably beneficial to us or easy for us, but there's certain things in, in our lives that the Holy Spirit has to check us on because there's areas that we might not have control, control on. And for some of us, it might be the tongue. It might be anger and it might be uh, using words that are offensive. And some people might offend as a defense mechanism. I, I've had family members where the truth has been spoken to them, but because they didn't like the truth, they all just shoot. And they, and they honestly would tell me the reason I react this way or I speak this way, whether it's true or not, and offend you, I do it on purpose. I do it because I want you to, uh, to feel pain that I'm feeling. It's like a deflection. So sometimes we use words just to get us out of situations, even though we, we should be asking for forgiveness or asking for, and you could reverse that, not you being the toxic, but the other person being toxic towards you because you're, you're presenting something that's true. Um, so I believe that, um, you know, there, there are areas in our lives and it might be the tongue. Um, you know, I, like I said, growing up, I was quick with it. <laughs> I would come back at you as fast as you came at me. Not a good thing. And I needed the Holy Spirit to work in my life when it comes to that. Um, so, yeah, I, I believe that uh, self-control is checking yourself. You got to check yourself in the areas of every areas of your life. Obviously, some areas for some people are easier because it, it comes natural to them. And certain areas, you know that you know that you know that there's issues there. And the Holy Spirit checks you. And I think that the Holy Spirit gives you that power and the ability to check yourself before that, 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 that comes out in a way that it shouldn't. Um, so I look at self-control that way. It's, it's, yeah. it's impossible for you to do it on your own because we are, like you said, we are not good. <laughs> not one is good. Um, and we need the Holy Spirit to help us in that area. And I think that he's, he, checks us off. he checks us on that. Yeah, thank you, Pastor Angel. That was great. Pastor Dave, I want you to actually comment on something else you said earlier that stuck with me. The power of speaking healthy language, uh, the opposite of toxic words, the, the power of speaking life. Can you comment a little further about that? Mm -hmm. I think that just the very, you know, you're very, you're very common. Your very question there kind of answers that in a sense. There is power in our words to bring life to people. There's power in our words to bring hope to people. There's power in our words to build people up. There's, you know, and I think that we need to, again, Angel, you know, you mentioned about the, the work of the Holy Spirit in that process. Um, you know, we are, we are fallible human beings. And oftentimes we speak out of our own emotions or we speak out of our own, out of our own pains. And uh, we, we actually project them, Pastor Armando, you would be able to speak to this more, but project them onto other people. And so in, in essence, what we do is we, we, I, I, we end up tearing them down. We have to consciously choose the words that are going to build up other people. They don't just come out of our mouths naturally. Um, now, we can grow in that as we grow in our 
relationship with the Lord and we grow in relationship with the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit, self-control, you know, kindness, gentleness, those kinds of things as we as we develop our relationship with the Holy Spirit, those things grow in us and they become, our lives become more fruitful in that regard. But in and of ourselves, we can't, we, we can't bring those positive words. We need to trust, we need to trust God to work through us as we draw closer to him. It's really about a relationship to him. Amen. Dave, you, um, you really reminded me of Matthew 15, 11, which says it is not what, what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it's what comes out of the mouth that defiles a person. It's what is actually in our heart. And you use the word projection. Uh, here's a truth bomb, and it's going to make all of us uncomfortable. What you speak, what you project outward, what you see in other people, what you place upon them in your words is an indicator of really what we're dealing with and how we feel within ourselves. So if you're a person that judges people harshly, it's because there's something deeply broken on us where we self-judge and we don't like ourselves. If you're a person who always feels like you have to one up someone uh, or beat someone, it's because really you're trying to make up for, or I'm trying to make up for uh, felt inadequacy inside. If you're a very critical person, it's because really we fear weaknesses within ourselves and we're afraid people will find us out. Uh, and that's really what projection is, that whatever we project on others is an indicator of what's happening deep within our souls. And that exposes to us where we need healing, which only God can bring. Now, if you're a person who has grown from that past, and now you speak life and you see potential in people, it's because you believe there's potential in you. If you see goodness in things, it's because you've experienced the goodness of God. If you are an optimistic viewing person, like that's your view on life as optimism, uh, it's because you're able to see beauty within yourself. Generally speaking, people who don't like themselves don't like others. That's the easiest way to put it. Uh, broken people see brokenness everywhere. Negative internal people see negativity, and we, we use that. It's like a it's like a paintbrush. We actually paint on on these canvases in our lives, situations, environments, people, whatever is really ailing us inside. Uh, so I want you to look at that, Jeremy. Thank you. You said that was deep. Thank you, honey. Um, <laughs> You know, oh, that's a good one. Hurt people hurt people. It's true. That, that Jomri says that all the time. Um, but you, you guys really want to hold on to that. And don't allow that truth to beat you up. I, my hope is, is that it sets you and I free. Because this is a self-reflective moment. Holy Spirit, show me what God sees in me. Not in what he's disappointed at, but what he wants to heal. You see, if you're in Christ, if you're in Jesus, you can't lose points with God and you can't gain them. Why? Because it's, it's bought and paid for with a price that only Jesus paid. And your position with God, it's maintained by Jesus. You have nothing to gain, you have nothing to lose. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. We have a new message that comes out every week. You can click the link in the description below to follow us on Facebook or Instagram or jump onto our website at FusionChurchNY.com for more information. We would like you to be a part of what God is doing at Fusion Church, so please subscribe to our podcast and share it on social media. Make sure you tag us. We want to get to know you and feel free to rate us and leave a review.